1: to another episode of the Championship Roundtable podcast. You can find the show at Championship Pod on Twitter. I'm Louis Shackshaft. I'm joined with Jake Jackman today. This episode is very much about the playoffs, uh, so we're going to get straight into it. Uh, Brentford beat Swansea 3-2 on aggregate. Uh, Fulham beat Cardiff, also 3-2 on aggregate. What's your post-match thoughts on both of those games,
2: Jake? Yeah, they were good games, I thought. Um, I think the second legs were better than the first legs, but... Um think both both teams um that went out would probably think they could have could have gone through on another day and the uh two teams that went through might have thought they would have won by a bigger margin so It was one of those that um very close games as they normally are in the playoffs so if we I guess we should probably tackle the Brentford Swansea one first as uh that was the one that that came first um obviously on mm-hmm. Sunday it was um Bit of a strange game, really. Uh, Brentford didn't play very well at all. They have had Rico Henry sent off somewhat controversially. That obviously got rescinded for the second leg. But I think that provided an opportunity to Swansea. Um, They could have went on and, and won by a bigger margin. Uh, only winning 1-0 there Um, did lead them sort of open to this this difficult position. Uh, Griffin Park, obviously being the last game there, it was always going to be difficult and only having a one-goal lead. Um did make it difficult for them. I thought in the first leg they, they had numerous chances obviously the uh, IU missed a penalty as well. Um he did. Yeah, Bruce Brewster had a couple of chances. Um thought especially after the, the send it off they were much the better team and David Ryer made made a few excellent um, stops and, and kept Brentford in the tie really. Um I think he, he was really good over the two games, David Ryer, um, in his distribution and his um saves. So yeah it, I think he was the key man for me in that first game and then, then moving into the second leg, getting starting as they did, getting um, two early goals just made it so difficult for Swansea. It was a difficult task for them already, but to, to lose those two goals as early as they did um, just made it so difficult and could have been more on the night. I'm sure Swansea probably think they could have got more as well, but Ben Rahm hit, it hit the uh, crossbar twice. Um, and they had and Marcondes had a, a, a couple of good chances. And then it was really only Janssen's error that, that got Swansea back into the game. I don't think Swansea were going to get back into it on their own. So um mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think over you know, the two games Brentford, Brentford deserved it. I think it really helped them that it was the last game at Griffin Park. It gave them a bit of motivation. Thomas Frank, obviously, very confident across um going into the second leg, and he was proved right. I'm sure his comments could have been would Have been brought back up That they would have, wouldn't have gone through. But he was confident in his players and, and it turned out to be justified. They they played really well and they, they were the Brentford team that I think we we know they can be uh, and sort of been missing in the last three games. So it's important they had that big performance and they had it. Um, and I'm sure we'll come on to the final later, but I think they go into it as favourites now. I think that their performance was a lot more conclusive than uh, Fulham's one that I'll let you talk about the second uh, semi final. But I thought Brentford were, were, were deserving winners. Swansea, just a step too far and I think they'll be ruined, um that period in the first leg where they, they didn't take advantage of having the uh, extra man.
1: Yeah, definitely. And we've got to remember as well, that was Brentford's last game at Griffin Park, which obviously was fitting that they got the result and um, will then obviously go to the playoff final as well. And like you say, Thomas Frank was, was very confident and deserving winners on the night. Andre Ayo's penalty miss, like you already mentioned, that kind of proved to be decisive from the first leg you know imagine if they'd have got a 2-0 victory then you know it it may have been a step too far but um yeah going into the next game um I mean Niskin's Cabano you know has been the difference for for Fulham over these last four games he's managed to get five goals in four games now uh, which is unbelievable because I think it was over a year at least, uh, since his last goal. And I know he's been a, a bit part player. Um, but he's certainly showing huge form ahead of the playoff final. But, yeah, talk, talking about the game as such, there's just literally not a lot between all of these sides. You know, I know I'm talking Fulham and Cardiff, but both games you've got you've got to admire that, you know, they've got talent all around the park. There's a lot of experience. Um, and not only that, every single team... Did manage to win one of the legs, um, which came as quite as a surprise, um, and and not only that, like we've already touched on, both both games were th- three two also, um, right. but it was just interesting that you know Fulham <laughs> managed to win um, the, the away leg, and and then Cardiff managed to win the away leg, uh, the away leg as well, um, and and I think that's just basically down down to the talent that's that's on show. You know, you, you look at Cardiff and they had Lee Tomlin who, who managed to get that goal um in, in the previous leg it just seemed to fall for Fulham and like I've already touched on Cabano he's managed to score two goals in in the two games there um, but yeah if, if you look if you look at the, the players that were great over all of the legs in these games you know I'd probably have Rico Henry down as the best player over the two legs for Brentford. Uh, He managed to get an assist, and like you said, he was wrongfully dismissed. Uh, Brewster, probably for Swansea, managed to get get his goal. I I think Joe Rawls uh, was fantastic over the two legs for Cardiff City, despite being on the uh, losing side. But in terms of Cardiff and Swansea, both sides who have missed out on the playoff final, I think it just goes to show that they will come back stronger next season. Uh, They have got a lot of talent. And, you know, Steve Cooper, Neil Harris, both doing great jobs there. I know we touched on this uh, last week um, on how, you know, the, the developed youth and well, sp- particularly at Swansea. And I think I think both sides, yeah, next season will certainly be pushing playoffs again. And, and you know, it, the question is whether they can go that that step further. But, yeah, let's p- preview the playoff final then, Jake. Fulham versus Brentford. Yeah. Um, I mean, where where do you start? What what's your what is your preview for this game?
2: Yeah, I think before we start previewing the game, I think just to touch on going back to the um, Fulham um, Cardiff matches, um, I thought an interesting stat um, during the rounds on social media that Fulham have now won five of their uh, seven games without Mitrovic. So, um, hmm. interesting, and, uh, yeah. The, the, the one defeat did come last night, but then. It was still a positive result for Fulham. At the end of the day, they came out with what they wanted. So I'm not sure you can really classify that as a as a loss, even though it was on the night. I think they yeah they, they probably approached it slightly differently. So they've they've yet to have a or, you know a disappointing result with without Mitrovic in the team. Um, I wonder what your thoughts are on this, Louis. Do you think that they they would benefit by not having Mitrovic in the final? Do you think that they do look slightly freer? <laughs> I think if we focus more on the first leg, because I think that's probably war that that, the Fulham team will get uh, on uh, next week. So, it, it, do you think that maybe if he does return, that might be actually a negative for, for
3: Fulham?
1: No, because I am going to disagree with that. I can completely understand what you're saying, but even if Mitrovic is the type of player what could do nothing for 80 minutes, but he could be the guy what steps up and he's done it in the past. He'll bag a header or he'll score from you know in, inside the six yard box, and that's you know a player like that. As we know, it was probably worth 25, 30 million in, in the current market. Is the difference between going up and not doing? Um And even though you know F- Fulham could, you know, potentially play in the in the playoff final, and and Brentford could be all over them. You know, that in in many ways, people might predict that. Um, But with Mitrovic on the park, like we've we've said before, he, he's he's the only player, I know Fulham have got a great team, but he's the standout player where I look at him and think, you know, he's 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 scored more than twenty-five goals this season. Um, and he really could be the difference in gaining that 125 million pound promotion and not do it. And it's funny that you mentioned last week he could also be that player that gets sent off and headbutts somebody. He is literally, you know, you, is probably not the word but you just sometimes don't know what you're going to expect from him so you know I'd I'd be guaranteed that he does start and it wouldn't also surprise me if Fulham were promoted and it was it was 1-0 and, and Mitrovic scored um, but yeah y- y- you know in in terms of the game itself i think a lot a lot of people are going to expect Plenty of goals in this game because you think of Brentford's attacking football and the players that they've got up front. Uh, Fulham, I've already touched on Mitrovic, and obviously they've got Kenny and and Cabano who's obviously one of the the players on you know one of the first players on the team sheet. I, I believe now with five goals in four games, which I've already mentioned. But um, it would really not surprise me if this game turns out to be very poor and it's not actually eye catching at all um, because there's just so much at stake, isn't there? With We've seen it before. That you know you ex- you expect a spectacle when it's the playoff final, and and these two sides are very much evenly matched. Um, and I don't know whether you know, even though they won on aggregate, Fulham's loss against Cardiff City going into this game is 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 a negative, um, but also Brentford's win against Swansea is, is obviously a positive. So I don't know whether that will play a factor in this also. Uh, but for me, we can talk about Brentford and Fulham all we like, and they're attacking players, you know, and Mitrovic, Ben Rama, you know, a couple of these players are probably the best players in the division. Um, Watkins as well, obviously. Um, but I think defense is going to be key. Um, you know, we, like I said, we, we, you talk about goals a lot when we look at these sides, but in a game like this, it's very much, you know, one one mistake um, could be pivotal uh, to, to either side. And, and, and for that reason, I think it might be not a great game to watch, but, you know, the, the back four for both sides is, is going to be vital. What's, what's your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I def- definitely think so. Um if we just go back to their their previous meeting, it was post lockdown. I think it was the first championship game back, if I'm not um, mistaken. It was a two 0 win to Brentford. They got two late goals. Um, but if watching the game, if you watched it, um, it was it was sort of split into those tactical breaks. So you had Fulham, Fulham had a good good start, and then Brentford came back into it, and then Fulham dominated the first half of the second half, and then Brentford finished it off and, and finished well. So they're definitely hmm. two evenly matched teams. And I'd expect. The final to go in a similar way. They'll both have their periods, um, and it just—I guess—it depends who turns up on the day and who takes their chances, Because I think both teams will have chances, but I, I do agree it will be. I don't think it's going to be a four-three classic. Maybe a two-one. Um, yeah. That I'm sure will come on to predictions later. But I think that, I think there'll be a couple of goals, but I don't think it's going to be all scoring. It'll be sort of similar to to how it was when Fulham played Aston Villa a few seasons ago um, in the playoff final. I think. Um. um what was, what was it? Who was it that they played um, when they won one 0 Was it Villa? Yeah, I think go, going um, back to that game, it, people expected goals in, they didn't come. So um, it it will come down to the defence. I think we we know both teams have got players that are capable of, of producing moments of magic. You look at Brentford, Ben Rama, um, Watkins, Embuemo, um, even Marcondes who played the other day. They could all but, produce. Yeah. Some of the words for Fulham, Cabana has been in good form. He said uh, Onima excellent goal in the first leg and he's sort of really stepping up in, as as an attacking force. Knockout, not being a great season but we know what he can do. Mitrovic if he plays um it it's deadly in front of goal if he take gets a chance but it is at the back and you and you look at look at both defenses I think um Hex has been really good for um Fulham this season but he made a mistake yesterday um and then Jansen again a very good player but he's made mistakes um uh, none more so than the one that nearly lets onesie back into the tie um so that both both defenses have, have shown individual errors recently i think the two goalkeepers are both very solid two of the better ones in the league um i think it might be important um for fulham that the way that kearney and harrison reed play i think as a pairing they're really good together i think harrison reed's been quite good since the restart
1: he has so Yeah, that
2: that pair is going to be important and and, and it might be whoever controls that midfield battle between the two teams will come out on top but i do do agree i think it's going to be tight i don't think there's going to be many goals but i think at times um maybe in the last stage of each half it might be quite open um but it's a really difficult one to call Um,
0: there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
2: If, 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 if who, who do you think are the key players on? Um...
1: Well, yeah, I, I'm going to back myself up from what I said earlier. I think any normal league game, I would have said Ben Rama for Brentford and possibly, you know, Mitrovic for Fulham. Uh, but in this playoff final, that's a lottery. So much at stake. You know, both teams will be nervous on the day. Um, we'd normally expect Brentford to get at Fulham, and and I think if if you if you were to put both teams together and they can both play to the best of their ability, I could probably see Brentford winning. Um, but Fulham know that what they need to do is is stop. Brentford playing and and, and and again this is why I'm backing up saying defence is, is key so for me I'm going to say that Michael Hector is going to be the key man for Fulham uh, but Ethan Pinnock would be the key man for Brentford but having said that I've also wrote down Rodak and Ray are the two keepers because I, I keep mentioning that it could it could come down to one mistake it could come down to a sending off or a penalty kick um, so for, for those reasons yeah the back four as a whole, but yeah, I'd, I'd say Hector or Pinnock for, for either, seed are, either side are going to be the uh, key players. What about yourself? If you had to pick a player from each team?
2: Yeah, I think I think for Fulham, it's, it's, it's probably Tom Kearney. I think that we've obviously seen what he can do in in this fixture before. I, th- I think this season has be the poor one for him. I think many expect him to come back down to the Championship and sort of dominate as he did in his two, two years prior to, to going after the Premier League. But, not sure if Scott Parker's really found the right role for him. I don't think he's got the best out of him. I um, don't think it's all on Scott Parker. I think Kearney has probably not been as good as he could be in some of his performances as well. It might be a motivational thing. It might be he might still be sort of disappointed at what he did in the Premier League and is still trying to find his feet. But I think this is a game that could bring out the best in him. You know, the best players turn up in the best games. That's often been said in Kearney. But for all his all his disappointment this year and and for some of the other players, um, Talented players for have got. I still think he's the the best player in that team. Um, yeah. and I think that Brentford, um, they've got a good central midfield, but there there will be space for, for Kearney if he if he chooses to take up the right positions. I think he could really influence the game. I think that he's got the the quality to you know get Cabano into good positions, get Oliver um, in the final third, get Knockart running in behind. Um he could really orchestrate things. I think for me, he's still that key player on that Fulham team and I think this game is huge for for his future career uh, obviously if they go go up he'll get another chance at the premier league but I think if he if Fulham don't go up and Kenny doesn't play well I think that might be t- that Fulham maybe look to to move on because it's really not worked out for him under parker uh this, I think this is yeah. a huge, huge game for him for Brentford um yeah, it could could be you know you could pick any any player here. I, th- I think Embuemo is going to have a big impact. I've I've been so impressed with what I've seen in the season. I think he's slightly disappointing um, in times since the restart, especially in recent matches. But he got a goal the other day. I think his movement, his intelligence has, has really shown that he he often gets first goals in games. I've noticed that this season he's he's always getting in the right positions to score goals. And I think that. His quality sort of been undershadowed a little bit. Obviously, Ben Rahm and Watkins, what they've done this season, they're both quality players. But I think Embuemo is, is up on their level. Uh, and I think that it, he doesn't get talked about Definitely, that. But, yeah. This could be a game where re- he really uh, announces himself and makes a name for himself and, and moves out of their shadow. So I think he's one that I think could, could cause real problems. Um obviously going up against um, probably the, the, the weaker side of Fulham's back four. So I think he's one that could, that could cause real problems. Um, in the final, uh, it's just such a tough game to call. Um who, who do you think needs the promotion more, Louis? It'd be interesting, though. Who do you think this game is, a, is bigger for? Do you think it's obviously huge for them both? But you know, last year it did seem like it was it was Villa's big game. Um, yeah, they need to get back up to uh, the the Premier League, but also Derby. They, we knew Lampard was probably leaving. We thought that that might be their best chance for a while of all those low players they had. It was a huge game for both, but. I think this this time it's um, probably bigger for Brentford, which is weird to say considering Fulham are the, the team that went down. But I, I honestly think it's Brentford with the players they've got: Ben Rama, Watkins, likely to move on. Um, maybe even Pinnock. Um, he's only been there for a year, but he's really impressed. You know, this is a big game for Brentford, and, and although they've never been a Premier League before, uh, team before, I think this is the time for them to get there. Uh, and I think this is, is a huge game for them. Whereas Fulham if they did go up I think it'll be a disappointment but I could see them back up there again and and keep it hold of a lot of those players you'd make say maybe only Mitrovic is one that they'd struggle to keep hold of um so yeah it'd be though, if you if you think if you agree and you think this is this is huge for Brentford even bigger than it is for Fulham
1: Yeah, totally. You know what? I I, I was swaying towards Fulham because Fulham are a side who who you you expect to be in the Premier League, you know, now and again. And and they are a bit of a yo-yo side at the minute, you know, between both leagues. Um, But in terms of the players and the future for Brentford, you know, moving into a new stadium, I think whatever happens, you know, Brentford's future is going to be bright. But... In the short term, I think if, if Brentford obviously do get promoted, then they're going to keep the likes of Watkins and Brembo, Ben Rama, all these key players. And I think the only downside to Brentford not going up would be, you know, those players I've mentioned, maybe a couple of them moving on over the next few months. Um, whereas Fulham, I think they've got the capability to. Um, lose the final but then go again and come back stronger next season because we know it's the first season that park has been in charge in the championship um i wouldn't expect you know a hat full of full players to uh, leave over the next few months um and you know and, and i believe that they'll continue to spend and get better so you know even even though the Premier League sides that have come down are going to be very strong next season. I'd really expect Fulham to be right up there. So yeah, I'm going. I'm going to go with you. I think. I think it's slightly more important for Brentford to get this victory based on the fact that they may lose their players. Um, but the other interesting thing as well, this is probably the first season in a while where both teams actually d- deserve to be in the final based on their, their you know final league position, obviously. Um, third and fourth in, in, in the table. Um so would you say there's an underdog there's, there's there's an underdog this time round. There usually is, isn't there? You know, the team that finishes sixth often's gone on and reached the final and is the underdog. But I am really split between those these two sides, are you?
2: Yeah, it's it's a difficult one. I think I think Brentford will be portrayed as the un, underdogs. Or at least maybe not the underdogs, but they're the story here, I think. Um they yeah. they will be the story on, on the day because obviously they've never been in the Premier League before what they've done under Matthew Benham. They go about things slightly differently. It's very analytical. It's data-driven. Um, it's a very interesting story. And obviously, they've got the players that are getting linked to Premier League clubs and have really caught the imagination. So, I think they're the story. But yeah, I don't think there's a clear underdog. I think Fulham have got that experience. And I think that Brentford have probably got the talent. So, you know, it's that mm. that age-old question, what's more important, talent or or experience and mentality. And... Um, haven't been there before. It's it's a difficult one, so that is really evenly matched. Um, and uh, as much as we said, it's big for Brentford. Um, whatever happens on uh, next week in in at Wembley, I think they will be a Premier League club in the next five years. I just think that if they don't do it this season, it might be another couple of years before they're back up there. Just just yeah. in the short term rebuild, but I think they they will be a Premier League club. Um, in the near future if it doesn't come next week, but I think this is a golden opportunity for them that they've got to take and Fulham is if Scott Parker gets them back up at the first attempt, I think it's that's a great story in itself as well because not many teams do it. We saw West Brom last season, we thought they were gonna do it. Um they obviously brought in Dwight Gale, they're Jay Rodriguez, There's so much talent and, and they could manage to do it. So if Parker does it for all his foot and all the criticism he's taken, he's got to be got to be seen as an excellent first season as a, Definitely, as a yeah. manager it, it's, it's not easy even with the quality that Fulham have we've seen so many teams struggle at it even even my team Newcastle when we came down to the championship yeah we had Rafa Benitez. yeah we had a lot of money we spent a lot of money but we it wasn't easy we didn't run away with the league I think we only got got the title because Brighton had, had been on a bender for a couple of weeks so it is really not easy to come <laughs> down and, and go straight back up so yeah yeah it's, I, I, agree. I don't think there is an underdog, though. Do you think there is? I, I just think Brentford are the story, but I would say they're an underdog.
1: No, I wouldn't say they're an underdog either. I get that's full on, you know, on, on, the, on the odds that the bookies might be just slight favourites based on experience, uh, you know, that did it a couple of years ago. But no, I, I certainly don't think there's an underdog in this one, particularly at a neutral venue. I think if you were, you know, in the league and, you know, you, you often sway to, towards... Sides who were at home. If if Fulham were playing Brentford at Craven Cottage, I, I'd probably pick Fulham. If, if if it were Griffin Park, I'd probably pick Brentford. But at Wembley, it's a totally different kettle of fish. So now I'm going to ask you the all important question, Jake. What is your score prediction for this one?
2: Yeah, this is this is a difficult one. Um, it is really a coin flip. Um, I think before the the playoffs started, we often knew the four teams, and we we le- we both leaned towards Fulham then. So the fact they're in this final should probably mean we back them now um Brentford really impressed me um in the second leg but what I will say is that they were sort of chasing again and they seem to be very good at chasing but when they're in control we even saw that in in the once they went ahead they they gave up that silly goal and it was a little bit of a nervy finish so I, I, I don't know how they handle pressure I think that's the uh, still the big question mark about this Brentford team and, and the chances they had in the final two matches to win and go off they didn't take.
3: Mm. When they
2: went away to, to Swansea, they had played it off somewhat unfortunately, but you know, that happened and they didn't look comfortable at all and they weren't the free-flow Brentford team we've come to know. And as soon as they were chasing it again, they, they were back. So starting level in a final in such a pressure I guess game, I just I have that question mark about them. And I have question marks about Fulham too, but They've had that experience. I think the way they managed the first leg um, against Cardiff was so important. They they got into that unassailable lead that they could sort of relax a little bit um, in the in the second leg and sort of manage the game, which I think they did very well. Although Cardiff had chances, I think Fulham managed the tie quite well. Um, so I've, I've just I've got more confidence in Fulham managing this game than I do Brentford. I think that Brentford yeah. they need to get the first goal. I think. First goal is key in any game, um, especially a playoff final. So I think the first goal is key. Uh, we have seen in a, in, in previous years, um, can't remember one in the championship off the top of my head, but we, in League One last season, Sunderland got the first goal and, and did go on to win. So it's not it's not terminal if you don't get it. But I think that in this game is key. And if Brentford gets it, um, I think I'm more confident in them winning. But then again, they'd be leading and they'd be... There'd be that <laughs> mentality question again. So, you know, if, if I honestly think that either team could come from behind here, but I think it, it, it's going to crucial. We'll learn a lot from how they start the game. I, I've just got more faith in Fulham managing the game than I do Brentford. I really think that there's still that question mark about the how they how they cope under pressure, how they cope when they're seen as the favourites, um, when it's in touch and distance they've not quite grabbed it yet, and and, and I think they've never gone up through the playoffs before in any division so there's still that historic question mark as well. So I think I'm gonna favour Fulham it um I think as a as a neutral I'd love to see Brentford go up this season. I think they really do deserve it. But I've just still got a question mark and I think the, the last few matches of the season have, have, have really raised that so I think I think Brentford are the better team. But I think Fulham are going to go up. I think they're gonna win the game. I think they're gonna have the experience and the know how to manage it correctly. Um so yeah I think I'm gonna go Fulham to win
1: I'll go 2-1 <laughs> it's funny you wrote that um, because I've wrote down Fulham to win 2-1 that's my head telling me that my heart's telling me that Brentford will win 2-1 um, but for whatever reason yeah I've got 2-1 down talking about game management though I think that's key and I think yeah Fulham I've got that in abundance I think that's what's seen them finish where they have done this season you know they had a slow start and managed to creep all the way to near the top of the table. And and remember that, you know, in the final game of the season, they they still could have been promoted. Um, So for whatever reason, I'm just going to go 2-1 to Fulham as well. Um, It's just a gut instinct. I'm with you on this one. There is obviously a case for extra time and penalties. Could you see that, Jake?
2: Yeah, I could definitely see that in this one. Uh, I I was almost close to saying two one after extra time in my prediction, so could mm. definitely see that one. I think it's going to be really really, I think it's going to be a really entertaining watch, but I think it's going to be really nervy in parts as well. Um, it's so rare for there to be a player final where it's literally a coin flip. I think normally I'm sixty forty or you know sixty five thirty five in one team's favour, but this one, it's ever so slight. It's purely on Fulham having done it before that gives that is making me favour them. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think my heart says Brentford, but I've just got a nagging doubt with them. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a great watch. I think everybody should be going out of their way to watch this. One. Yeah. I think it's going to be a great game. Um, but yeah, slightly, slightly favoured Fulham could even bring in extra time and penalties uh, if it did go down to a penalty shootout. I'd, I don't know if there's been a Championship play final. Um, decided by a penalty shooter in a long time, so that would be quite something.
1: Yeah, yeah. Huddersfield last time I believe. Um but but yeah, um either way, it's gonna be a fantastic watch. I'll certainly be watching it. And again, you know, I'm I'm I got instincts as Fulham. Um but at the same time I you know I don't know why I, I I just probably want Brentford to do it deep down inside me. I just just because of, you know, I think everyone's uh, a little bit biased towards Brentford being, you know, a, a smaller infrastructure side, um, but with the players they've got and, and they've just done so well over the last, you know, three or four years that, you know, uh, it would be great for Brentford to do it also. But um, we will have to wait to Tuesday to find out. So this episode is now over. So unfortunately, Jake, uh, we are out of time. Do you want to let our listeners know
2: where they can find you? Yeah, you can get me on Twitter at Jake Jack two ends. Anything I do, I'll post on there. Uh, I was also on the Premier League show last weekend after the end of the Premier League season. So you can listen to my bit about Newcastle on that if, if you fancy that.
1: Cheers for that, Jake. I've been your host at Louis Shachofft on Twitter, uh, but please remember to follow the show at Championship Pod. We post each show to our pin tweet. Obviously, this has been the playoff show, uh, but preseason starts again in a couple of weeks' time. So I'm sure that there will be an up- another episode out in, in due course. Uh, it won't be in, in you know the, the long distant future. Uh, so we want to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you again next time.